dehydrated. You ever, uh, you know, kind of shake your head around in in a feeble attempt to get the brain flowing or the the blood flowing to your brain, and you can kind of feel it bouncing around on the inside of your skull. Well, I just learned that that is actually a symptom of dehydration, which leads to concussions. Because if you're dehydrated, you don't have as much fluid in your skull around your brain, protecting it from impacting the sides of your skull as you move around. And it's one of the reasons that uh, concussions are such a problem in the NFL. And it makes me wonder why there isn't more of a focus on things like nutrition and hydration in medicine. I pay close attention to those kind of things. And I brought it up on episode 100. But it's not really even included in any kind of meaningful way in the education of our doctors and healthcare professionals unless they specifically seek out that education. But that's not really what I wanted to talk about this morning. Thank you for tuning in. Please uh, drop a like. Make sure you're subscribed. It's free. Rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platforms. And please share it. I did something this morning I never do. Because I don't believe in it. But I also have an ad blocker on my browser, so I I think that helps. But I clicked on an MSNBC article. And it's because it inspired me to talk about something that I haven't talked about before. Because I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, It's kind of a fringe conspiracy theory. But it's been brought to the front by Tucker Carlson. And it's the, the article is headlined, Why did it take so long to make Kanye West a pariah? And why is he the only one? From MSNBC. Ordinarily, I wouldn't cl- click on something like this. But let's read a little bit. On Tuesday, Adidas terminated its contract with Ye, formerly known as Kanye West. Uh, Still currently known as Kanye West. It's a nickname. After mounting pressure to do so over his anti-Semitic remarks, in recent weeks, Ye has peddled hateful stereotypes about secret Jewish control over people and institutions, even saying he would go DEFCON 3 on... Jewish people in posts on Twitter and Instagram for which he got locked out of both platforms. 
quote, I can say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. Now what? End quote. Ye said in an October 16th episode of the podcast, Drink Champs. Balenciaga dropped Ye after his latest anti-Semitic remarks, but did not say why. And Gap, which had already said in September that it would end its partnership with the artist and fashion designer, said this week it would go a step further and immediately remove Ye merchandise from its stores. As for Adidas, the company said in a statement Tuesday that it does not tolerate anti-Semitism and any other sort of hate speech. Ye's recent comments and actions have been unacceptable, hateful, and dangerous, and they violate the company's values of diversity and inclusion, mutual respect, and fairness. And there we have it. So, in my opinion, this isn't a decision that's made by Adidas. This is a decision made by Adidas investors and their fear of giant corporate banks flexing their power of their ESG standards. This is the new world order on display. For a long time, you must have known that these giant corporations, they don't care about anything like this. They don't care about gay rights. They don't care about trans rights. They don't care about women's rights. They don't care about voting rights. They only care about making money. And this is why our world has changed so dramatically over the last five years. Because the banks and the investment firms have told these companies, if you don't bend the knee and do what we say, we will blow out all your stock, tanking the price and prompting a change in leadership in your, in your company. So what's, what's your decision? Are you going to do what they say or are you going to be homeless? That's not a tough choice. But now the article goes full woke propaganda. These companies were absolutely right to end their partnership with someone who promotes such hateful rhetoric. But many are left wondering why Ye's anti-black rhetoric, which he expressed first, wasn't enough for those companies to drop him. I just answered that question. And why do white people such as Fox News' Tucker Carlson and comedian podcaster Joe Rogan operate with impunity and profit off similarly hateful rhetoric? These are the uncomfortable questions produced by Ye's partners belatedly ditching him and Fox News and Spotify sticking with Carlson and Rogan, respectively. Those within the black community and outside of it are dismayed by what this says about the valuation of human life. Oh yeah, I bet they are. Who is this person? Natasha Noman. At Natasha Noman on Twitter. Rainbow flag. Some other banner that looks like a band-aid. And uh, something written in Farsi. Pinned tweet. Uh hit piece against Fox News. So, very uh, fair and balanced assessment. 
which is what we can expect from MSNBC. It's just filth. White men have long built cultural, political, and media empires off anti-blackness and the dehumanization of others. Washington Post columnist Karen Atia wrote of Rogan in February after the podcast host evaded cancellation when a video compilation of him using the N-word multiple times surfaced. Spotify reportedly invested $100 million into Rogan's podcast, and Spotify CEO Daniel X said while Rogan's use of the word was incredibly hurtful, he also didn't think his company should be silencing people. Though Rogan apologized for using that slur, he's done other episodes in which he's compared a black neighborhood to Planet of the Apes <laughs> and conducted friendly interviews with Proud Boys founder Gavin McInnes. I mean, that's not accurate. New York Times colonist Nicholas Confessore studied over a thousand episodes of Tucker Carlson tonight for an investigative series exploring the host's ideology. He concluded that Carlson's rhetoric, he consistently stokes fears around replacement theory, for example, can often be taken out of a white nationalist or neo-Nazi playbook. Appearing on NPR's Fresh Air to discuss his investigation, Confessori said Carlson may have created, quote, the most racist show in the history of cable news, and that it's been incredibly successful. Do you believe that? Nick Tucker Carlson's show would still exist if it was incredibly racist. No, it exists because it's incredibly good. It's the only good thing about Fox, in my opinion. And they just brought it up in, in half a quote, his issue of, of replacement theory. And that's the fringe conspiracy theory that I haven't really, I don't really care to look into because it's pretty far-fetched. And it also, uh, a lot of anti-Semitic neo-Nazis love to, to jump behind it and say, oh yeah, it's the Jews. It's the Jews. They're trying to get rid of all the white people. You know, the ones that saved them from the Holocaust in the 1940s. Yeah, we hate them. Give me a friggin' break. Now, I admit, I haven't heard everything that Tucker Carlson has to say about his replacement theories. But I do have this article from Legal Insurrection. Headline, New York Times op-ed reveals end game of border crisis. Let illegals vote. In a little over six months, the Biden administration has allowed hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants to flow across America's southern border. Many conservatives have suggested that this is nothing more than a cynical attempt to change America's electorate by creating more Democrat voters. I think that's a legitimate argument. A writer for the New York Times just seemed to confirm that this was the endgame all along. The New York Times piece is behind a paywall, but Phil Shiver of The Blaze has posted some excerpts. One ex uh, excerpt provides the headline, Liberal journalist, there is, quote, no good reason, 
Only citizens can vote. <laughs> no good reason. No good reason. A guest columnist for the New York Times argued this week that, quote, there is no good reason you should have to be a citizen to vote. According to the Times, the essay is part of a series exploring bold ideas to revitalize and renew the American experiment. Atossa Araxia Abramian, I wonder if that's her real name, a New York-based progressive journalist and former senior editor of The Nation, claimed in an opinion piece Wednesday that, quote, it's time for Democrats to radically expand the electorate. How? First, by granting permanent illegal residents the right to, to vote. No, I'm sorry. First, by granting permanent legal residents the right to vote. Why? Because according to Abramian, they contribute as much to the country as any natural-born citizen. Nearly 15 million people living legally in the United States, most of whom contribute as much as any natural-born American to this country's civic, cultural, and economic life, don't have a say in matters of politics and policy because we, resident foreign nationals or aliens, as we are sometimes called, cannot vote, Abramian wrote. And see, this is the deceptive part of claiming that Tucker Carlson is a replacement theorist. Anti-Semites and neo-Nazis and crazy kooks say that the Jews are trying to conduct this replacement theory to get rid of white Christians. But when Tucker Carlson talks about replacement theory, he means exactly this. The southern border is wide open. Because the globalist left wants to flood our country with Democrat voters. They want to turn our southern states that are traditionally red states blue. By bringing illegal aliens into the country and letting them vote. So call it what you want. It is my opinion that that's what Tucker Carlson means when he talks about replacement theory. Is he wrong? Should he not be concerned? Should he not call it out? Is it not painfully obvious that Democrats and the liberal left will do whatever possible, including breaking all the laws to maintain their power and control in the country while they flush it down the toilet and fill their own pockets and enrich themselves in the process. Now, I don't condone what Kanye West said about the Jews. It's incredibly ignorant. But you know what? This is America, and it's, uh, it's legal to make ignorant comments and I also think that it should be legal to cut ties with your celebrity representatives if they don't continue to represent your private company in the way that you would prefer. Right? Isn't that what fair and free America looks like? But is it still fair and free America when giant investment banks 
are threatening private companies with devastation should they not kowtow and submit to the requests of said investment banks? That's a tough one. Because aren't the banks also private companies? What's the remedy? That's a tough question. And it all ties back to this idiotic investment economic system that exists in this country. You take your company private and suddenly, I mean, you take your company public and suddenly the people with the most money now get to tell you how to run your business. And now we have ESG and diversity and equity and inclusion standards that are dictated by literally anyone. There's no government. I mean, there may be government involvement, but there isn't government involvement on the level of the people's representation. We don't get a say. Adidas should be able to leave Kanye's shoes on the shelf and we should decide whether or not to buy them. When the media puts the message out there, we as the public can digest that information and say, hmm, I think I'm going to buy more of Kanye's shoes because I like what he says about the Jews being bad guys. <laughs> or, as the lovely Gina Grad from the Adam Carolla podcast said yesterday, she decided she was going to buy Pumas over Adidas. And good for her. That's exercising your free market power. And that's also why giant corporations own all of the mainstream media. Because they don't want you to exercise your free market power. They don't want you to know that they're doing horrible, unspeakable things overseas. They want you to keep buying indiscriminately. They hire a celebrity like Kanye West. With the hopes that you'll buy more of their shoes. they sign him to a billion dollar contract. And then suddenly they cut ties with him. I mean, they're going to have to still pay him. It's a contract. But I, I guess that didn't make it into the story. You know, I cut my ties with those companies a long time ago. Especially the Gap. The Gap doesn't want to do business with Kanye anymore. The Gap is garbage. Have you bought anything from the Gap recently or Old Navy? I mean, they're essentially the same company. Garbage. Don't I mean, don't waste your money. I don't know about Adidas. I don't buy Adidas shoes. I do know that their stock price has dropped by 50% since June. 
that's a big flipping deal if you're in the corporate world. I'm looking here at June, their stock price was $101, and now it's down to 51. And it was even lower after the Kanye comments. I wonder how much that has to do with these ESG pushing investment banks. What did, did they want something out of Adidas? Are these ESG organizations expecting some equity or diversity statement from all the major companies that want to remain major companies? If we want to push back, we're going to have to pay real close attention to who we give our money to in the future. Thank you all very much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show. I rely on you to spread the word. I thank you again. I'll be back. Goodbye.